When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The SAC, taking you inside the Festival State's tennis community, thanks to Langman and Lay Elite Tennis Academy, providing coaching for all standards and ages in a group or private setting at Glen Lee Tennis Club. Inquire at lleta-tennisacademy at gmail.com or follow on Facebook or Instagram. Welcome to edition three of season two of the SAC. I'm Bevan Jones, where each month I take you inside the South Australian tennis community. In our third edition for 2023, I catch up with Ashwin VJ Raghavan after he was named the State League Men's Player of the Year for two years in a row, Francie Kiriakou, who is the head of female tennis at Pembroke School in Adelaide, and Anzac Leidig, who has just taken on a new role with Tennis SA and Tennis NT. Ashwin VJ Raghavan has a fantastic new academy in Adelaide called Adelaide Rising Stars and has just been named the State League Men's Player of the Year for two years running. I caught up with him to find out what it means to win the award for two years in a row and more about why he decided to start Adelaide Rising Stars and some of the young players coming through. Ashwin VJ Raghavan, welcome to the SAC again. Thank you, my pleasure. So last time we spoke, you'd just been named as the State League Player of the Year and you just got it again two years in a row. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, actually. You know, I thought probably it would be a little more difficult this year, considering I'm getting a bit older and the other guys are training much more. But, you know, things worked out well. I thought I think this year was probably a little more successful because I don't think I lost a match, which was probably a good thing as well. Just disappointing that the team didn't finish on top. That'll always be a problem for me. <laughs> but hopefully next year we'll make it up for that. That's a pretty good effort, like you mentioned before. It's just showing that age is, age is just a number, really, that you've just won it two years in a row. Do you feel as though you know, you're improving and you're getting even better? Because to be recognised, again, is just an amazing achievement and obviously shows that you're still right up there with all the best. Yeah, definitely. Look, I think I would also give credit to the coaching part as well, where you know I think that's helping me analyse my game a bit more better because you know I'm on the court almost like 45 hours a week and then I'm watching the ball every time and you know sometimes it feels like a football so that's probably one of the aspects and physically I've been much much better than what I was like four or five years back and I think that's kind of helping because I don't have too much pain in the body I'm not that so after I play a Saturday match right now which is also helping and you know I enjoy getting there and competing more and more and you mentioned before you're coaching you've got a wonderful tennis academy that's working with some of Adelaide's young up-and-coming talent Tell us more about the academy and you know some of the young players coming through there, Ashwin. Yeah, I mean it's uh, funny you ask because this is something you know which has always been a dream, not only for me, it's been for my family, my wife. I think my wife came up with this name, Adelaide Rising Stars Tennis Academy. To be very honest, I think because we just wanted to take a move, and you know we were lucky enough. Teacher Gully, like Jason, was also on board with it, and he thought you know it's about time that you know I also step it up and have my own system running at the same time instead of just being an employee and. He supported with that. And then we were just thinking how we're going to go about it and how people are going to, you know, recognize us differently. And then it started off here because there were many academies here and there and there were clubs coming and going. So we thought, why not have an academy named right next to whatever instead of just having an Ash Tennis Academy, which I already have back home in India. So we thought something linked to where 
I built my base up in Australia and Adelaide being my second home right now. So why not just build with that? And then that's how it all started. And I think term one took off, took off really well. I think we've got a very big squad every Thursday. I think we had around 22 kids and some of the best kids in the S, best kids in SA come out to train over there, which has been a big success for us, which was something which we didn't have for a while. This was in the making that, you know, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, but we just couldn't put everything together with the time constraints, lack of coaches to help. But then finally we decided to do it and well, started off well and I'm just hoping to just continue. So when did it actually officially start? So I think it started probably end of last year, but term one, it took off basically yeah. where it all started and now it's still going. And, you know, we went into a lot of tournaments. I think we had a lot of success. And as I mentioned last time, we coached kids like Orlando's one, Joseph Knack, Rehan Bandara, Deepika, Jasmine Singh, a few to name. And also we got a couple of ones in the junior ITF, like Billy Williams and Hamish Bartos is one of our newly added ones as well. The last six months who's shown progress. So. How do you actually get the kids involved in the academy? Like, do you have to go out and select them randomly or do they reach out to you? How does it all work, Ashwin? I mean, basically, it's a selection process is one of it. And uh, as in the, we've got that website too where, you know, people in a particular UTRs can register. You know, it's like it's not for everyone. And kids who are like in the tournament tournament bracket say, I don't want to number UTR right now at this stage, but who are competing actively and looking to take their tennis to the next level. And they come out for a trial session sometimes. And then after that, then we take a look at them and say like, okay, you guys can qualify for our squad and then move on. And, but good thing is we, we've seen most of the kids at a regular basis, you know, who do private lessons with us. And we have an idea who's probably going to make it and who's not because uh, it, because we just don't want to like make it a big flock, make it very busy. And then that way, you know, it gets very difficult for us to focus on every kid. So this way, then there's a selection process. And say, for example, someone's just falling short, then they they can get into our other squad. And then they slowly make our way, make the way up into the Adelaide Rising Stars squad or the academy. And what do you enjoy about the academy? I always enjoy working with kids. But what right now that we've got something, you know, we've got something to work towards, you know, that say this kid over here, say we've got one of the best under 12 kids, how are we going to get him into the nationals area? So that's something we want to actively work on and get them better every day. And it's all like a set goal we have every session. And it's more organized rather than just going and doing it randomly. And I guess, you know, seeing some of these young kids coming through and then your academy is obviously really new, but but going forward, say in a couple of years time, that must, you know, make you really excited as well to see where these kids go in those next few years and and know that you've had a bit of a contribution towards their development oh definitely i mean it's that's something you know it's not always about them you know going out there and winning a tournament or becoming champions or something you know it's like the progress we see every day that's you know interesting you ask about it because we've been in tournaments pretty much the last few weeks and every day we see some kid doing getting better every tournament even though sometimes they may not win but that progress we see makes us very happy and we're like okay they're probably on the right track and the same way even if they're not doing some some of them probably didn't achieve what they should but that doesn't mean you know that you're not doing the right thing but at least it gives us a motivation all right we got to get the next level and like what we're going to work towards so it's, it's just a benchmark we set up for each other. Going ahead, probably never know. I might have a few more branches, maybe not. But it just gives me a motivation to go out there every morning to do something that, you know, I got to achieve this. And going forward, what's the plan next 12 months with the academy? Just to like keep building up on what we're doing right now. Say, for example, I gave a number like 22 kids. Hopefully, you know, it can get more and more. And, you know, we've got more and more coaches getting involved in it. 
probably next term we've had we'll have all the kids qualify for nationals hopefully this time i think we had around 13 or 14 kids compete in the nationals at least 60 or 70% of them win the nationals qualifying and head to canberra wherever wherever it takes place again you know that's probably the first goal you know yeah and and how many coaches are involved in the academy at the moment but right now we've got Elliot's involved with us and of course Jason's also there you know helping us out here and there and we got Hamish Bartos a young lad who I work with and he comes and helps out in the squads as well and that way you know he mentors the younger kids because that gives us a little more push that you know the younger ones are you know saying like okay we want to be like Hamish so that's Elliot St. Clair and Jason what's Jason's yeah. name Jason Todd Jason Todd oh yes yeah, so- Arno is another coach who's come from Melbourne as well and who's now doing a bulk of work for us as well he he jumps in whenever he's got some time for us too. And got a very young bunch up there. We're very motivated to help out. Personally speaking to Elliot, you just mentioned before, Elliot St. Clair is a mutual friend of ours and does really wonderful yeah. things with, with with young people as well and being involved yeah. with tennis for a number of years. Uh, he mm-hmm. mentioned that Teacher Gully was actually nominated for an award um, as, yes, as exactly. of the year. So that yeah. must be really exciting for the club. Oh, and, we are really stoked about it. I thought, you know, last year we were a little disappointed we didn't make make the nomination. But this year, I think when we, you know, we didn't expect much. And I think the well-deserved and very well-deserved because the amount of work everyone's put in behind that, Jason, Mark, the president, Rob Nack, Elliot, and all the people involved in the committee. And finally, I don't know whether we'll win or lose, but at least this feels good that, you know, we're at least being recognized and rewarded for the amount of work they've done throughout the year. And what is it about Teacher Gully that you enjoy about being part of that club, Ashwin? I feel like it's family-oriented, you know, because my wife and I have been involved over there for a long time now. And uh, I'm sure you might have heard that she, like, caters out there and stuff. It's been very well-received. When you go out there, you everyone's like, you know, there's some sort of love out there because they say, okay, this is good. They appreciate you and you feel like going out there every time. So that's always been, that. since I came, I think from day one in 2019, I had that, I had that feeling about that. You just have a great vibe. Whoever who came out for the award functions, whoever came out and hung out there, they all said that to me. Brilliant to see that and hear that. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Just enjoying yourself and like you want to want to play hard and you have your, your competition or what have you. But if you're enjoying it and making friends and and that's that's half the battle. Exactly right. Ultimately, like as I said earlier, it's not about making a champion or something. But if you know that later on, like a 16-year-old knows that when he can come back when he's 30 with his mates and have a have courts to play with, hang out over here. That's basically one of the, some of the battles which we have every time, you know, that you wonder where we're going to train. But now we're like, hey, wait, Tidrigal is right there. And, you know, my mates and all can go hang out. We've got everything. We get great food. We get great courts and everything out there. Well, Ashwin, BJ Ragavan, thanks so much for joining us on the SA scene again. Once again, congratulations on that two years in a row as the State League Player of the Year for the men's. And all the very best for Gully going forward uh, hopefully they win that award and with the academy of course as well oh thank you very much also and teacher gully is also nominated for the best tournament as well so two oh, nominations. there you go so two yeah. nominations brilliant yeah well fingers crossed they they can get yeah. those awards yeah definitely thanks a lot Devin. appreciate it. you're doing a great great job there i hope you keep continuing and you know recognize all the successful people and guys who really love the sport great to catch up with ashwin and we look forward to following his progress with the academy to our next guest who's organized a cardio tennis marathon with celebrities involved we welcome francie kiriaku for the first time to the show hi bevan thanks for having me yeah i started um with pembroke um about 15 months ago getting into the independent school space has um been absolutely amazing um it's been a little bit of a change from 
you know, working in uh, Super 10s and at, at club level, but um, different environments and, you know, the, the way we've developed the culture in the last 12 months at Pembroke, I think has been the greatest reward. So, yeah, um, I think for us at Pembroke, it's more getting players on court, um, encouraging participation. And you know what? If we get the culture right, the results, um, the results just come. And you're also a coach of Super 10s. Uh, you're involved there with Broad Dyke. Tell us more about this. Yeah, you know what? Super 10s, um, Sunday mornings, we, uh, we go out there and we manage the 16 best Super 10s um, in the state, boys and girls. Um, and yeah, it's, it's fun working with people like Brod and, you know, the other coaches like Shannon and Sasha and Andrew Ferner. Brod, our teams played against each other one day and Brod comes up to me and he goes, Francie, are you a creative thinker? And I'm like, I would, I would think I am. And I'm like, there's a follow-up question, isn't there, Brod? And he goes, yeah, I've got a riddle for you. I'm like, Brod, it's Sunday morning. It's way too early for this. Let's just focus on the kids. I can't believe this. You've, you've got other roles as well. I don't know how you sleep, Francie. You're also involved with the state programs in tennis as well. Like, you know, that must be a pretty rewarding role. And, and when did you just start doing that? And tell us a bit more about your involvement there as well. Last year, I got appointed as the Pizzy Cup state coach. Um, I took the team to Canberra. Uh, sorry, Perth last year. We're going to Canberra this year in a few weeks, actually. Um, that was... Um, I felt it was an experience I had to accept to you know get some experience in more the performance coaching space um because predominantly you know i was at i have been at grassroots level for quite a while um and i wanted to take the next step in my coaching career and considering i just finished club pro i felt the opportunity with pizzy cup gave me that exposure and experience to to develop the the performance players and I don't know, like my childhood memories were stemmed from the state teams. And, you know, like I said, I'm I'm not results focused. I'm all about creating experiences and memories for players. and, And, you know, we're going again this year to Canberra. Literally in two weeks time, I'll take the team to Canberra. And um, you know what? Again, if we can leave as individuals and come back united as a team, that's really all I can ask for. And you've just been nominated as well for an award as part of this year's Tennis SA in terms of inclusion. Explain more about that. Yeah, so um, this is the third year we've been nominated as a finalist for the Most Outstanding Inclusion category. And, you know, don't get me wrong, it's always nice to... um, to get recognised um, for your contribution um, and commitment to inclusion and tennis in general. But in saying that, I personally don't need an accolade or a winner's trophy to know I've achieved. I feel, you know, I feel when you've achieved, you know, in your heart that you've given to the community and you don't need some, you know, trophy sitting on the mantle to prove that. But the awards night is always um, is always nice to connect with uh, the tennis community. You know, I've got um, my my plus one tomorrow night. My my childhood best tennis bestie is flying down from Melbourne to come as as my plus one, and I'm so excited to actually see her after after so long. And you know, 
I just think these events, again, making memories and, and creating and, and, you know, just, you know, seeing everyone and speaking to other coaches, I think that's that's the fun part about these events. And you've got a business as well called Breakback. Give yourself a shout out about that on, on our social media and, and you've got an event happening on the 28th of May, which is to do with cardio tennis and it's got some big celebrities there and looking forward to uh, raising money for a charity. Explain a bit more about that as well. Yeah, Breakback is an imp- uh, is a inclusion program that we do monthly and we provide social networking opportunities and physical, uh, like a tennis program for people living with MS. Every year we do an annual fundraiser. It's a six-hour cardio tennis marathon that um, I personally run. And this year we're going um, bigger and better and we're doing an Australia First Illuminative Tennis Experience where we've invited a handful of celebrities to showcase in our final uh, hour. Um, we've got players like um, Phil Smythe headlining, Andrew McLeod, Callum Ferguson, Sam Jacobs is coming for a photo and um, photo and autograph opportunity. We've got Jacob Surgeon, we've got Rachel Spawn, we've got Brett Ma, and we've got our program ambassador Sam Von Einem on board. So it's a pretty elite lineup, and the event also aligns with an 80s, 90s player reunion where you know you can come and see people like Broad and Paul back in their low. You know, they'll all be floating around on the sidelines supporting the event. So to have people um, like legends like that of our game coming to support these events, you know, that speaks volumes, um, not only for the program, but for tennis in general. And how much money are you looking to raise and is a charity for MS as well, is that correct? Yeah, so all funds raised will go to, um, will be donated to the um, MS Society of SA and NT. Um, our target is $4,000 this year, which is four times the target that we have raised in the, in the past. But um, to be honest, we're actually really lucky because this year we've had some major sponsors come on board and, you know, our community sponsors that continue to sponsor us. You know, our major sponsors, we've got Vu Wealth, we've got Langman Lay Elite Tennis Academy, we've got um, MCP Accountants, we've got W Sports and Media, we've got Asset Electrical Plus, and then our community sponsors that you know, contribute every every year and their continual support is a massive con- contribution to the sustainability of our program. And we've got those those uh, community partners, uh, Bottega Gelateria, uh, Cucina by Liquid and Asset Personnel. Um, and we're truly grateful that these guys keep supporting us year after year because without them, you know, without the community support, you know, um, we, we wouldn't survive. So... I hope to encourage all of you out there to to support these small businesses um, just the way they support us. And you've obviously been involved with tennis for quite a long time. Tell us about your tennis journey when you sort of first picked up a racket and and your playing journey as well, Francie. Yeah. um, Oh, wow. That was a long time ago. So when I was six years old, um, I said to my parents, I want to start tennis. Um, And they looked at me because I was literally the most unfit, uncoordinated Um, young child that you could ever imagine and we ended up starting down at Woodlands Tennis Centre which was an indoor tennis centre it doesn't exist anymore but I know a lot of the the 80s 90s crew would definitely be familiar with Woodlands Um, and a lot of my memories of my childhood um, come through there and you know just um, not only that but you know I had some massive influences as coaches when I was younger Jim Ferguson, Louise Stacey um, all contributing to my um, my tennis journey, and um, and now you know my mentors, you know my mentors in 
Phil Smythe and Mark Zafoulis, Paul Bacanello. I think my philosophy now as a coach is using the platform of tennis to teach life skills. You know, I, I, I pride myself as being a lifetime learner and I feel that not only have my coaches and my mentors developed me uh, physically and, and, and tactically and, you know, in all the attributes of tennis, but they've developed me as a person as well. And to this day, you know, Phil, Mark, Paul, they have been absolute pillars of strength through some really um, personal and uh, personal challenges and some career challenges. And, you know, when you've got people like that in your corner, you just you just feel like you're unstoppable. Where to from here for Breakback? Breakback. I'm going to let you, you all in a little, on a little secret. The night of Breakback, if anyone's seen my final lineup, um, there's a question mark in that final lineup. And you're all anticipating who's a celebrity, who's a celebrity. We're going to put it out to you guys. That spot on the night of our breakback, we are going to be doing a silent auction for that final spot. So what that final spot will include is if you're the highest bidder, you will get the opportunity to jump on court for our Australia First Illuminative Tennis Experience with the likes of Phil Smythe, Andrew McLeod, Rachel Spawn and all the celebrities. So, um, you know, we hope to see you at the event and we hope that, you know, um, if you want to be part of that experience, come and support MS, come and support Breakback and pushing forward, we'll keep growing, we'll keep, you know, trying to change people's, like, Im- impact people's lives through through tennis and um, providing social network opportunities for, for those living with MS. Well, Francie Kiriaki, thanks for joining us today on the SAC. Thanks, Berman. Thanks for having me. Great to catch up with Francie and hear about her business Breakback and the Cardio Tennis Marathon with celebrities that she's organised. To our final guest for this episode, we welcome Anzac Leidig. After his recent appointment to Tennis SA and Tennis NT, we find out more about his role as well as what it's like working with tennis Aussie greats in Ashbardi and Yvonne Gulagong. Hey, Bevan. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, thanks for having me. Now, you've just got yourself a, a wonderful position, which is working within Tennis SA and Tennis NT. Tell us more about the role, Anzac. Yeah, well, I haven't quite started just yet, just finalising a few things. Obviously, I've, I've been working with Tennis NT now uh, last year and, and the year before. So it's working as Indigenous Programs Lead living up there in Darwin. And yeah, it was just amazing uh, living up there and and traveling out to lots of Aboriginal remote communities. I'd go to around 25 uh, remote communities each year, revisiting them. And um, look, it was, it was just such a massive experience that I, I really loved, you know, just working with these these young kids and, and going on to their country and, and learning so much from them it has just added so much to my life. So um, obviously being here from Adelaide, looking forward to coaching some young Indigenous kids from around Adelaide like I used to do when I was uh, younger. The role will be based uh, in SA, but you'll be spending a bit of time going to the NT as well, I presume? The, I will be based here in Adelaide, um, just taking it small steps for starters. So I've just moved back to Adelaide for this year. So it'll be preparing uh, some of the SA kids for with their tennis journey, just just learning the game, growing in the game, and also hopefully taking some kids up there to the National Indigenous Tennis Carnival in Darwin in August, which is a massive event. And um, 
yeah, they'll they'll absolutely love that. Now, Anzac, you're the youngest of four brothers growing up playing tennis. So tell us about life growing up and and your tennis playing journey as well. Yeah, my my three older brothers, Nick, Paul, and Rob, they're around ten years older than me, and I spent time growing up on the tennis court. Really, once I could walk, because um, my dad, Nick, he was actually born in Germany, and and he's he's one of those tennis tragics. Um, so we couldn't we couldn't escape tennis. <laughs> um, so it was great because you know how much energy. Imagine you know three young boys that they're uh, they're three years apart my older brothers and then and then me coming along it was just a great way to spend our our energy and when we weren't at school so yeah dad dad's a high school teacher and still is and um so he, we spent time in port lincoln and alice springs um getting getting uh coaching my, my older brothers so i'd I'd follow them around and, and be on the court so that that was really normal for us and then just to skip forward Dad was teaching in the Bross Valley at Tananda Faith Lutheran Secondary School, and and I was going there and had my dad as a teacher for a subject, and <laughs> we'd come into Adelaide once a week. I'd get coaching at Prospect with with Mark McMahon, so that that's how it all began. Oh, and what was it like having your dad as a teacher? I can imagine that'd be rather interesting. <laughs> bit weird, like my my friends, you know, got on well with my dad, and yeah, it was it was a bit odd. I didn't know whether to call him Mr. Lighting or, or Dad in the in the. Uh, <laughs> In the class, but no, it was all good. Dad's dad's really easy going, so no, it was it was fine. And you started coaching for Yvonne Goolagong, obviously one of the the greatest Australian tennis players of all time back in two thousand and five. How did this come about, Anzac, and and what was it like to work for her? They must have been a pretty amazing experience. Great question. Um, it was it's it was life changing. I had no idea how much my life would change for such a long period of time uh, uh, after that. But Yvonne did a, a program for Tennis Australia called girls getting started program where where young girls around adelaide got the opportunity to take up tennis they were, they were from the ages of really four to, to eight i guess around that age from memory and i was coaching at seaview high school where tennis is a subject i was working at the school and and coaching in that program and and so i started coaching some young young girls after school and, and there were other coaches doing that all around adelaide at different tennis clubs and at the end we went to Millswood Tennis Club and um, all, all these young kids, you know, there were so many, there were, there were hundreds, uh, got to meet Yvonne on the day and we did some tennis stuff. And yeah, I'll never forget it. Yvonne came up to me and asked me if I played tennis and found it a bit almost humbling, you know, to say to Yvonne that I played tennis. And, and I said, yeah. And, and she was really straightforward and, and asked if, if I'd like to tennis coach with her, you know, the best young Indigenous talent from around the country. And I joked around and said I'd have to check my diary. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was definitely life-changing. Her and her husband end up getting in – her and her husband, Roger Corley, end up getting in contact with me and they had their first National Indigenous Tennis camp in melbourne i think in 2005 and and went over there and it really you know started from there for me that they were involved in lots of tennis uh with indigenous kids before that uh i think with crop fests and stuff but with her foundation the yvonne gulagong foundation that that's where a lot of that started and with come and try days state camps and national camps um yeah that it it's really it really got massive and speaking of australian tennis legends you also got to work with the great Ash Barty after winning her Aussie Open. How did that come about? And tell us about that experience, Anzac. I first met Barty when she was about 11 or 12 at the National Indigenous uh, Camp with, with Yvonne at, at Rod Laver. I still remember uh, being on the court with her. And, and then uh, working for Tennis NT, there was a lady uh, named Vic 
Bush that works for Tennis Australia. Uh, couldn't have happened without her. She uh, helped organise a couple of trips. So we we did we we coached that. Uluru was only 500 metres from the actual rock with, with some young Indigenous kids from Wurujulu community. They travelled just um, maybe five or ten minutes from, from their community to come to the rock and, and we set up uh, like a hot shot, a couple of hot shot courts there and, and we did tennis with, with these young kids, uh, which was just an amazing experience and, and Ash flew there for that. Um, so it, it, was, it, was, it was just amazing coaching these these young kids with the Uluru Rock 500 metres behind us. And so, yeah, incredible day, put on a feed for the kids. We did quite a few days in a row coaching. I, um, I was there uh, doing that coaching, preparing them for it and getting used, getting them used to tennis before Ash came. And then, uh, and then we met some elders there, which was amazing. They have these Aboriginal healers in in that area called called Nunkaries and was incredible uh, that whole experience. And then we flew on to Alice Springs uh, the next day, Arunda country, and we were on the Pitjantjara lands before that in Uluru, and and we had a massive day in Alice Springs with um, lots of kids coming out to meet Ash there as well. So yeah, Ash Ash is great with the kids. You know, she's obviously Indigenous herself, and um, yeah, it even surprised me how well she connected with the kids. So, yeah, it was a great couple of days. Now, you also spent some time coaching in England back in 06 and 07. Explain more about that experience, Anzac, and what you're doing there. Yeah, so my stepmom, she's Norwegian-English, and uh, they've, she has uh, some cousins in uh, just outside of Norwich, uh, a couple of hours above London, and her rallies there get coaching from a, a local coach, uh, Lucy Seppings, um, and she uh, was pregnant and couldn't do her coaching for a bit. So uh, my stepmom brought up my name and, and I got speaking to her and her husband. So first time I went over overseas, I was 25. And that was just a great experience. I had a, I had a fear of flying before I went over. And yeah, it was good just to, just to face that and, and spend nine months overseas coaching there. And, you know, met up with some friends overseas from Adelaide, which was a great experience. And, you know, traveled traveled a bit to, to Scotland and, and Spain afterwards. But yeah, it was was just great to to coach in a in another country and experience, you know, a, a different different culture and um just helped me grow in my confidence a lot more. So first time I saw snow, first time I went to Wimbledon. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> just just absolutely loved it. I think that was when they had the roof off at Wimbledon for that one year and, and watched Rafa play Sodling. Uh, that went uh, to five sets over five or six days or something. So, yeah, just 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 a great experience, yeah, that I learnt a lot from. Speaking of overseas, you also took some Indigenous junior teams overseas to Samoa, Fiji and Hong Kong. As a proud Indigenous man yourself, what was that experience like, Anzac, and what were you doing there? I was just thinking the other day about those three trips and, and they were all very different with different young Indigenous kids. Look, just amazing. The, the one to Hong Kong, went with two young boys, two young girls, um, and they got to play um, teams from uh, other countries. So hot there and humid. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the kids just had a great attitude and and, and learnt so much. And that, that, that was a great, great trip. The one to Fiji, the, these 
these kids were a bit older. They were really maybe the best Indigenous players in the country from around the age of 16 to 18 and competed at a, at a Fiji Open tournament and did really well. The two young boys maybe won, won the doubles. One of the girls made the semis of the Open singles and Corey did really well in, in the Open singles as well. So great experience for them and, and, and me being with them. I, I I had connections with these kids before we we went overseas and with their families, um, so that that was great to to experience that. And in Samoa, um, we were uh, I was with some young adults and and represented Australia in the, the Oceania uh, Championships. And yeah, again, uh, amazing. And yeah, just it, it brings back a, a lot of memories. And and again, just enjoyed experience the different cultures in the, in these countries and and experiencing that with some some young aboriginal you know kids that i've mentored and that uh are my friends to, to this day so yeah um th- just very thankful for those experiences and what is it about the coaching that you enjoy so much Shantak? really good question I, I enjoy coaching these youngsters and and adults because i i feel i enjoy teaching what i what i learned also i would have loved to have had a connection like that with a, with a coach myself when i was younger that's definitely a big part of it i can relate to these kids i've been a, a young indigenous person myself you know with the doubts and insecurities and everything and you know just learning your way in life so i enjoy watching the kids grow and and develop and not just on the court off the court as well so yeah definitely yvonne and her husband roger have helped shape me to do that so just just it's just part of me now so and looking forward to the journey continuing. Well, speaking of looking forward to it, we look forward to watching your journey going forward with your new role with Tennis SA and Tennis NT. Anzac, thanks so much for joining us today on the SAC. Thanks for having me, Bevan, and I'll catch you down the track. Fantastic to hear from Anzac Leidig and hear about his amazing tennis journey so far. Thanks for tuning in for the third of our monthly SAC podcasts for 2023. If you have a guest idea, drop us a line at thefirstservesen at gmail.com that's the first serve sen at gmail.com. Catch you next time. The first serve is your home of tennis at thefirstserve.com.au. Log on to find out all the details of our live radio show, other podcasts, read weekly features by our team of writers, and follow us on social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.